This is Missy Gifford. I am going to be discussing the positive and negative of emotional triggers, where they come from, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we have both negative and positive triggers. Let me give you a positive. You um, go to the rose garden, you smell roses. It brings up happy childhood memories and your body is filled with the childhood memory. Okay, so that childhood memory has a feeling attached to it. It's what we call a live emotion. And this is positive. So when you think back, when you smell those roses, it takes you back to a time when you were happy. And that's why you feel happy. It's because you already have it stored in your body from the memory. I hope this makes sense. Can I get a yes from you guys out there? Does that make sense? That is a positive emotional experience. Preston, do you understand? Does that make sense? Okay, the same can be true is you can go to the same rose garden and you can smell the roses and it can trigger a horrid memory. Say your grandpa died there when you were visiting there. It can tr trigger that trauma in you. Now, you may not see it, but you may feel it just like you felt. I mean, you will feel it, excuse me, just like you felt the happy memory. Those emotions are live in your body. You can feel them today. If you have a negative memory, just like the happy one, those emotions are live and you can feel them today. Okay, happy, traumatic. Now, you may not be aware of this or you may be aware of this. That's why sometimes people say, I'm being triggered. They don't know, maybe they, maybe they don't see the memory anymore or anything like that, but they know they're being triggered because they're really, really angry and it's not logical. It doesn't really make sense. Such as, um, I don't know, there were times in my life when I was younger with my husband, the way he swallowed triggered me. I could actually hear it. He was so lean that um, the way he swallowed triggered me. Why? I could go back and regress and recall and find out why. Somewhere along the way, that was traumatic to me. And so, positive and negative. Let me give you an example now. We're going to go a little bit deeper, and this is what's really, really, really important. We are created with a fight, flight, or freeze mechanism. It's what keeps us alive. So when something hurts us, our brain will stop us from doing it again. So when something hurts you, your brain will prevent you from doing it again because of the fight, flight, or freeze mechanism. Now, this worked in our favor. When you put your hand on a hot stove, that is gonna trigger trauma, pain, fight, flight, or freeze. You are not gonna have to think about it. You just like breathing, will not put your hand on the stove again. Implicit memory is this. So let me say it again. Implicit memory is trauma that is buried so deep and it's put in a place, that same place that don't put your hand on the stove is. 
So, you don't remember to not put your hand on the stove every time you walk by the stove. You just don't do it. You just don't do it. It goes in the same place as kind of like breathing. It's designed to protect us because we can't be remembering how to breathe, how to do this, how to do that, all that kind of stuff. So we have this mechanism. But because we did not learn how to process trauma and get our emotions fulfilled, this is part of our evolution, how we are learning to emotionally grow right now, this mechanism that was made to protect us is now working against us. And can you imagine how that happens? So remember, anytime I didn't get my emotional needs met, did something that hurt me, somebody hurt me, whether it was a look. Now remember that most of this is programmed in all that protection when we're little. So what's going to hurt a four-year-old is not necessarily going to hurt the feelings of a 50-year-old. So you have to imagine, you know, growing up, all these little teeny things and huge things too. We know the obvious ones, abuse, uh, neglect, just horrid things that shouldn't happen. Obviously those go into implicit memory and that's why a lot of people don't even remember it until they're older. But then there's also the little ones and nobody really gave those much credit. So the little ones, I don't know if you had a mom like I did, just the look she gave me was traumatic because it would scare me, right? So they can be little things, little things that you wouldn't even think. You know, um, you express, maybe you express some feeling and nobody listened to you. Instead of listening to you and talking about, wow, how did that feel? Um, they gave you uh, a solution. Um, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, there are other people in worse positions than you. Boom. Your emotional needs, you weren't even acknowledged as an emotional being. You were basically told that you were wrong for feeling that way because there are other people in worse positions than you are. Or suck it up. Or you're being a baby. Or you're overreacting. Or you have no right to feel that way. How selfish are you? Um, how dare you take care of yourself? You put others before yourself. Am I missing any out there that's watching us? Because there were a lot when we were growing up. Those of us from the 60s and the 50s, we heard a lot. Um, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. You can see how our emotional growth was so stunted back then they were that they didn't realize the importance of our emotions, which is being human. Why this is so important right now, and I say in a serious way, is because of what it does to the chemicals in your brain and the fallout from that. So when you have that rose garden experience, the positive one that fills your being with the feeling of love, you have that same experience but this is a traumatic one. It brings up all those ugly feelings that don't feel good. Those are in your brain too. 
Just like the love of his, so is the other. Now, you can access them just like that, which means they are there all the time playing out the scenes. You're just not feeling them. But they're there. They're still there. Just like the, you can feel the love, the object terror is also still there. All these chemicals are running in your brain. You take the whole combination of all those chemicals that are running and welcome to your perception of reality, who you are, who you think you are, your self-confidence, uh, whether you can lose weight, whether you can do this, whether you can do that. Um, in our unconscious are our belief systems, um, traditions, how we're told to act. Uh, everything is in there and that is what it's creating out there and in here how you feel about yourself, how you perceive yourself. That's why they say you can't really see who you are because you're seeing through the lenses of all the things I just talked about. Does that make sense? I hope it does. If not, I can repeat it again in a different way because this is very important. All these chemicals, the combination of all these chemicals going off in here is what is painting my reality. Now, I'm not feeling all of that in the unconscious that is painting my reality unless something triggers something. Then I do feel it then. And if you see it, then it becomes something else. Hugely important because I don't like bullies. Let me tell you, I do not like bullies. And when... Since I was a health and fitness expert for so many years, I'll go here because I have a lot of passion for and empathy for women that gain weight. It's traumatic. It is horrible. But we didn't know all of these things I'm telling you as to why we gained weight. And I will do another episode on this, on where we store our pain also. But it's traumatic. And you can't get it off no matter how you try. You go to this person, to that person, everybody's telling you you eat too much. Let me tell you something. I hope everybody listens. Overweight people, the ones I worked with, ate less than anybody I know. It didn't matter what they ate, it marbleized into fat. When your body is in fight or flight, which 99.9% .9 of this entire country is right now, you cannot process foods. It's like I'm out in the war, I'm fighting, people are shooting at me, and then you're trying to get me to eat and process food. What do you what do you think is going to happen? This this mechanism is brilliant, but it doesn't care how you look. It is here to survive. So, I'm out there fighting and somebody's trying to throw food at me. Okay, I'll throw it down my mouth, but then the body's going to take it, store it as fat and then put all of its energy back out here where it needs to be in fight or flight. The reason why the imbalances are happening so much in the brain now, okay, remember we already had all of that stuff in our brain. We were already pretty much maxed out, you know, from our upbringings from the 50s and 60s, not, getting, not having healthy emotions. Healthy emotions are beautiful and that's where we're going. 
to where we can get mad at somebody and we can do this and we can do that. And it's okay because that's what makes us human. 32 different flavors. And, and we're just beginning to get to that part of life where life is going to get really good. But now we've got to realize where we are and what is going on <clears throat> so that we can get out of survival mode and into thrival mode. I know that sounds cheesy, but what am I going to say? So how are we going to do that? How are we going to get all of these, you know, stored negative life, remember they're live, feelings out so that we can reconsolidate them and the memories can stay, but you don't want to feel the live energy of those, right? No, I don't want to feel that anymore. Do you? You know, I want to feel the roses and the good memory and the good feelings. Yes, this trauma may have happened in my past, but it's affecting me now and it's creating my future now. So I don't want that. It needs to rest in the past where it should be without affecting me and infecting me today, which is also creating my health. So it's like a disease, I call it. Some people call it like a slow cancer. It comes up and gets you. And I'm sorry to use that word, but that's what a lot of people describe this implicit memory that is got us in survival mode. Now, remember, all these chemicals are going off in here. Now, positive, negative, it's like a seesaw. Everything in the universe is balanced. So is it in our body. But what happens when, okay, we're balanced. And what do I mean by balanced? It means your brain has figured out a way to survive the trauma, the heartache, the everything you've been through, and it's balanced. You're a functional human being. You know, you may, you're, you're functional. It may not mean you're happy. It may not mean da da da. It just means it's functioning. But what happens when too much of the negative chemicals are released? They have lots of names for this. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about implicit memory and the chemicals in here. That's all I'm addressing. So that you realize where your reality is coming from. Not something we really think about too much until it becomes a problem. So when these chemicals in here, when that seesaw tilts and it's more negative than it is positive, what do you think happens? What do you imagine happens in here when it's spitting out negative fear, uh, pain, suffering, those are the chemicals it's spitting out. And it can just continues. It gets harder to get out of bed. It gets harder to live your life. It gets harder to do everything. You give up on your hopes. You give up on your dreams. You start to have some side effects from this. Because see, if you're imbalanced in here from life, you can't feel good feelings. You can't because if this can't squirt it out, then, then, then you can't feel it. You might, when this happens, even your good memories, you can go back to them, but I don't feel anything. I can go back there, but I don't feel anything. This is where the bullying comes in. 
you think what you create. Um, once you start getting imbalanced, your thoughts start to become quite negative. That memory starts to attack you. So just so you know, that negative voice is not you. It's those memories. It's those memories, those, those pieces of you that are, if you were to do a movie set, I just watched the Friends rerun last night and they showed the set. You know, and you've got a room here and a room here and a room here and a room here. And if you had that, you could maybe understand that that traumatic scene, like on that set, is still there. It's still in your brain and it's still going on. And then the next one, that that's still going on too. And so it's like the energy, the emotions that were going on there are still stuck in that room. And those are the chemicals in our brain that are constantly going on and producing what we see. Does that make sense? Hopefully that will give you a broader perception of why you can't live the life you desire and you yearn for. Like, remember when you were little, when you believed that anything was possible and you could do anything and then life just beats the hell out of you and you get all these negative memories in there and, you know, you get all the flavors you don't like and you don't know it. It's unconscious, but it rules your life. It rules your life. It rules the people you attract to you. Um, I knew in my early age that there was something wrong with me because of the type of men I was attracting in my life. I didn't have any memory of the things I talk about. I couldn't remember from 14 down, which is when 90% of my trauma happened. And um, I was attracting people into my life that really were a representation of what I couldn't remember. And then that's when I started my journey on therapy. I have tried every type of therapy out there, but the one I like the most, is the one that heals the most. Yes. Implicit memory was discovered in 1980 and then a brilliant doctor, Dr. Benjamin Perkis, brought into fruition a way for us to biohack and release the negative feeling so that the memory just becomes a memory. And guess what happens? You know how they say we're 10% consciousness and 90% unconscious? I believe that one day this will be proven. But I believe that that 90% starts to become 87%, 80. We become more and more conscious. The reason why I believe that is because the people that I've worked with and released these traumatic memories, and some weren't so traumatic, but they are happier than ever before. So more chemicals. So we took those negative, awful chemicals and replaced them with positive, happy feeling ones. So therefore, when that person is feeling happy, they're not being blocked by so much negative chemicals up here because we've released some of that. So now their happy is even bigger. So they're happy before may have been like this, and now that because we release that negative, now they're happy like this because it replaced it. I hope that makes sense. 
because that's what happens. When we go for, through a four-step process, you don't have to talk about it anymore, which is great because I used to hate doing that, talking about my trauma once I realized it because sometimes it just stirred the pot and um, I had to go. My time was up. So it left me open and raw in all those emotions and feelings. But because of the top neuroscientists in the United States and Dr. Benjamin Perkins, we are able to release the negative feelings. This changes everything. Everything. That bubble you see reality out of that gets real small begins to open more and more and more and more and more. And your perception changes. And before you know it, you are actually feeling your intuition, your heart, your connection with source moving through you, the presence inside of you of creator, God, all that is real and true, whatever you name, you give that which is greater. The presence of this frequency energy gets stronger and stronger. So when you feel love, it used to be at a decimal of a one, but now when you feel love, it's like a 10. So it's absolutely phenomenal. And those goals you were trying to reach at your job that you couldn't because you were blocked by the hand on the stove, the survival mode, that's gone. You've now reached all your goals and you're climbing for more because we are built to climb. It is how we have survived as humans. It's built inside of us to have goals to climb and to keep climbing. You reach that goal, then you go to this goal. You reach, you, if you don't have a goal, then we can't get rid of what's in here. And if you don't come to a session where we can give you that goal and we can rate it and then find out why you don't believe you can reach that goal, you won't know until we address this. Trust me, you're not going around going, oh, I can't reach my goal because of 90% of me. No, you're not. You're not even aware. You're just out here in the 10% trying to reach the goal and you're not doing it and you're a knucklehead probably with your ego because, well, sorry, you don't know any better. I've been a knucklehead more than once. And you're, you're just trying to use your cognitive. Maybe I need another certification. Maybe I need um, to go back to school. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. People can spend their entire life and never get to feel what I'm talking about. That presence within you. That presence within you that allows you to feel what life is all about fully and completely. And when you work from the inside, all that other stuff on the outside changes. We have gone from the outside for eons, trying to change the inside. Look at our world. Everything that is horrid is still horrid. It's still here. It just looks different. People are still talking at you, telling you what you should do, how to do it. You know, when you feel people talking at you, get out of there because they are talking at you. You want somebody that works with you, that understands you. Getting rid of the live memories of the past will make you the richest person on this planet because what makes life so beautiful is being able to feel life. It's not what we have. 
And we all know that. We all know that. So many people have built millions of dollars, done so, I mean, built and made millions, trillions, but on their deathbed, they're all saying just what I'm talking about. They miss that presence, that presence of life that created all of that. Then it comes from out here, in here, out there, instead of all out here, you ignore your family, you do this, you do that, you're never around, nobody's emotional needs get met, because that we were taught that was the American dream. So I hope that this has given you a higher understanding of positive and negative emotions, triggers, implicit memory, and what Aroma Freedom Clinic is all about. Aroma Freedom Clinic is about setting you free from those live feelings from the past. Remember, I'll leave you with this. Just like when you smell that rose, it's because it's in here, the chemicals are squirting out. That's why you feel that pleasant memory go all the way through your body. Smell that same rose, live negative energies, and that scene that implanted it that you most likely don't remember is filling your whole body with it. People that are not aware of what I'm talking about and emotionally react, that feeling fills their whole body and they project it out on what they see when it has nothing to do with what you're seeing. It's what you're feeling in here and you're just projecting it out to there. So this is Missy Gifford with Biohack, what is holding you back. You can reach our clinic at www.aromafreedomclinic.com. We have several events going on and we're always here to ask any questions or answer any questions that you have. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you learned something. Please subscribe to our iCloud, or excuse me, to our podcast, which you can find us on almost any platform and also to our YouTube channel and our Facebook group. So until we meet again, hydrate, drink a lot of water, it's good for you. And remember that we're growing up. You need to have goals. If you don't have goals, then contact us today and we will get you set right away on some goals and get you moving in the greater direction. Bye for now.